Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for May 18, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Spring ball wrapping up. That means that the 2017 high school football season can't be too far away as camps will begin opening in various states by the end of July. High School Football America really gearing up for the 2017 season. As I mentioned over the last couple of shows, we are going to be expanding our national rankings this year that are created with our proprietary algorithm. And we're going to go from a top 50 to a top 100. And we hope to have that... uh, top 100 out earlier than normal. We're usually uh, releasing our national rankings on uh, August 1st, but uh, this year we're going to try and do it uh, you know, somewhere in July there and putting a lot of uh, information, uh, returning players, uh, strength of schedule, always a, a big part of things. And uh, we're going to see if uh, Bishop Gorman, which had a lot of off-season problems with uh, Kenny Sanchez being arrested, but uh, charges have been dropped. He's back at the helm of the Gales. And once again, the Gales have a very good out-of-state schedule. Uh, and uh, if they can run the table once again, uh, that strength of schedule, and of course that flexes throughout the season. I mean, they're going to play four really big games at the top if those four teams turn out not to be as good as the season goes on. Of course, that affects Bishop Gorman, but uh, they definitely have that strength of schedule going for them once again this year. Uh, Here at the top of the show, we're going to take a look at some of the teams around the country playing uh, very, very tough uh, out-of-state schedules, and uh, Bishop Gorman ranks up there year in and year out. They will open with Maryland's DeMatha. Of course, uh, DeMatha finishing in the the national top 10 last year, and then they'll follow that up by coming here to Southern California to take on a very good modern day team, which is loaded 10 uh, starters back from an offense that uh, uh, when they played, uh, that scoreboard looked like a a pinball machine as uh, JT Daniels, the super sophomore quarterback turned junior in 2017, uh, lights up the scoreboard there with all that skilled talent around him. JT Daniels coming into the 2017 season with 100 touchdown passes through his first two years. So that game at uh, Santa Ana Stadium is going to be a dandy to be at on uh, September the 1st as uh, Bishop Gorman and Modern Day collide after that. Uh, all Three of the four big games for uh, Bishop Gorman going to be on the home turf, so that's going to help them out a lot. They'll play on the 8th of September, Miami Central, a team that uh, has been uh, you know, always a uh, top 25 favorite, did not get into the top 50 last year, but uh, you know, Miami Central, always great talent there in the southern part of Florida. And then on the 16th of September, De La Salle, the Northern California power, comes to uh, Bishop Gorman. So those are the uh, four big games they have before they uh, bounce into that uh, Nevada schedule, which uh, obviously hurts them a little bit when it comes to strength of schedule. But again, those good out-of-state games will help them along the way. Uh, Modern Day and St. John Bosco, definitely uh, two of the top teams here in Southern California once again this year. You can also count Corona Centennial in there. Corona Centennial will play uh, on September the 1st. They will take on IMG Academy, of course, IMG Academy in Florida. 
Florida. A great schedule as well. Uh, but Modern Day uh, really stepping up in schedule this year with um, two out-of-state games, aside from their very tough Trinity League schedule that they will have. They open with uh, Gorman on the first at home, and then they also have a home game against Bergen Catholic from Oradell, New Jersey. Look for Bergen Catholic to be ranked fairly highly in the uh, the national top 100 that we release. So uh, I'll tell you what, that'll go a long way uh, with that Trinity League schedule. If, if uh, the, the Monarchs can come out with a win over Gorman and a win over Bergen Catholic, look to them to be a, a real title contender when it comes to uh, the national championship in the high school football America top 100. Uh, St. John Bosco, uh, they, they are not afraid to take to the road. Uh, Jason Negro, who, who loves, <laughs> he just loves to go and take a big trip somewhere around the beginning of the season, is going to take a big one to Florida to open the season, a game that will be on ESPN opening up with St. Thomas Aquinas, two teams from the top 10 last year, Bosco finishing number two overall. They began the season preseason number one last year at High School Football America. Don't be surprised again this year if the Braves are not somewhere near that number one slot. And after they take on St. Thomas Aquinas, they've also got another big road trip, two West to East Coast trips for the Braves. This will really show you how good they are. They're going to take on St. John's uh, High School, and that's in Washington, D.C. That game will be on September 23rd. So they've got about a month uh, between those two games, the, the St. Thomas Aquinas and St. John's game, giving a little bit of time to uh, to relax. And then uh, a big circle around October the 13th when uh, Modern Day and St. John Bosco collide in the Trinity League. Uh, they, they fought two times last year. Uh, Modern Day snapping the run of St. John Bosco wins uh, championships in the Trinity League, but then uh, in the CIF Southern Section Division One Championship game, uh, Bosco manhandling uh, Modern Day, and then they went on to win the uh, Open Division Championship, defeating De La Salle. So look for big, big things from um, St. John Bosco and Modern Day this year. Uh, literally um, with with uh, Centennial, if Centennial beats IMG, and remember last year, and that was a game that High School Football America set up uh, for the Honor Bowl. They're coming back and doing it out here again this year. Uh, this time it'll be played down at Cathedral Catholic. But when we set that game up last year, we knew it was going to be a good one. And uh, that one came down right to the last second, and IMG walked away with a 50-49 victory. They went for two with just seconds remaining on the clock to capture that victory. Otherwise, it could have been a much different year for Corona Centennial, a team that uh, got to the uh, CIF Southern Section Division One semifinals where they lost to uh, St. John Bosco. So, so you could literally have those three teams, meaning uh, Modern Day, St. John Bosco, and Corona Centennial starting the season in the top 10. That's how good they are. And then there's another good team out of here that gets hurt uh, by its strength of schedule. But Definitely, with Manny Douglas at the uh, the helm, Narbon has been a very, very good football team for a long time. Uh, they do have some quality games on the schedule. I I would expect to see them somewhere in uh, in the top fifty when we release our uh, top one hundred rankings later on this summer. Uh, some other teams that have uh, some pretty darn good schedules. Uh, you've got Grayson uh, USA Today. Our good friends there, uh, Jim Halley says that uh, Grayson uh, is going to get uh, a real 
real good test this year. Of course, they've got their uh, their new head coach, Christian Honeycutt, and he has a very difficult schedule opening at home with Alabama 7A champ Hoover, which also has a big schedule, and we'll talk about that. They uh, expect to see them probably in the top 50 at the, uh, the, the start of the season. Uh, it will be Grayson and Hoover on August 25th, and then uh, Grayson, which uh, finished in the uh, in the top, uh, I think they were number four last year. They finished number four in the high school football America uh, top 50. Uh, they will take on 6A Alabama titleist Ramsey out of Birmingham, that game on September 29th, and then Grayson uh, traveling to Shreveport on September 9th. Uh, Battle of the Border there. They're going to take on John Curtis Christian. Uh, John Curtis Christian in 2012 sharing the national championship at High School Football America when we were just an opinion poll with Allen out of Texas. Expect John Curtis to be very, very good this year too and have uh, a place in the national top 50 uh, USA Today when they were going through their um, schedules that were the toughest uh, they, they also looked at teams like uh, St. Francis out of out of Maryland which had a good year last year finishing in our top 50 uh, they also looked at uh, Bishop uh, Sullivan out of Virginia. Uh, they say that the, uh, the the toughest schedule is uh, IMG Academy. We mentioned them taking on uh, Corona Centennial. The Ascenders, who cannot play for a uh, Florida State championship, open up uh, against Arizona 6A champ Chandler on August the 26th. Along the way, uh, IMG will also play Utah 4A champ East, which was a high school football America top 50 team last year. They're also going to take on Hoover, the uh, 7A champ in Alabama, and they will also play St. John's out of Washington, D.C. So uh, Kevin Wright and company are uh, going to have their hands cut out for them, but you know, they've got the horses there. They've got all those players. They can recruit. Let's face it, don't feel sor- sorry for IMG Academy. They have the uh, the people to play uh, against that type of schedule. Uh, St. John's, we've talked about them several times with games against IMG and against uh, St. John Bosco. The cadets have a real uh, tough five-game stretch at the start. They've got Jones out of Orlando, Florida. Uh, according to Jim Halley, uh, Jones has been stocking a lot of talented transfers, which will make that game tough. Uh, on September the 2nd, uh, St. John's coming all the way west from D.C to take on open division runner-up De La Salle. De La Salle once again getting back into the mix with that tough out-of-state schedule. Cadets come back home on September 9th to play St. Joseph Regional from Montvale, New Jersey. Uh, look for Montvale's team to be uh, in, in the mix again in the top uh, 25. I talked to Augie Hoffman uh, a couple of weeks ago. They've just got their new defensive coordinator there uh, coming over from Don Bosco. That, uh, that uh, well, what used to be the Big North United is just loaded again. It's now the New Jersey Super Football Conference and uh, St. John Bosco, uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, Don Bosco and St. Joseph Regional, uh, Bergen Catholic, and St. Peter's Prep, the teams to kind of beat there. And, of course, uh, St. John's there in the Washington Catholic Athletic Association will also have that uh, that big date with DeMatha. Uh, DeMatha winning the WCAC last year. Uh, you could probably look for those two teams to meet twice in the season, uh, in the regular season, and then also again in the, uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I would not 
uh, be surprised if that happens. So there's a lot of great games going on. Looking forward, uh, we wrote about this uh, several weeks ago at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. The Brothers in Arm event out here at Mission Viejo in Southern California uh, coming up with a, a lot of good matchups there. Mission Viejo being the host for that. And uh, we, we have um, Mountain Point coming out here from Arizona, a team that uh, definitely is in the mix for the top 50. And they've got teams from uh, from Utah. And uh, it, it's going to be a real good uh, three days of football out here in Southern California. Also put up today on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, the, uh, the Crosstown Showdown in Ohio, uh, the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown uh, over four weekends, 21 games, and uh, teams from, uh, let's see, they have them from four states as uh, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio represented. The big game there uh, will be uh, on August the 25th when uh, Division Three, three-time Division Three champ uh, LaSalle, which finished number 21 last year in the High School Football America uh, Top 25, will take on Colerain. Uh, Colerain only one loss last year. Uh, boy, last year's Ohio Division One playoffs were just a bear. Uh, the Cardinals uh, not getting through it after a, an undefeated regular season, and uh, Colerain finishing number 32 in our national rankings. Also in the uh, Crosstown Showdown is... Uh, um, is uh, St. Xavier out of Cincinnati, the defending Division I champs, and they're going to take on um, Hinsdale Central out of uh, Illinois. So uh, lots of big out-of-state games. Uh, keep going to highschoolfootballamerica.com to check out all the games that are coming up. Those out-of-state games are the ones that really can pump up a team's uh, out of you know their strength of schedule, those out of state games will pump up that strength of schedule and really help them for uh, when we put out the uh, national top 100 coming out sometime in July, our preseason poll. And uh, once again, this year, we're also going to be doing our seven regions, our, our top 10 uh, regional polls, and our state-by-state top... Uh, well, we've had top 10s and top 5s, and it uh, depends on the size of the state. This year, for some of the big states like uh, Texas and, and Florida and uh, California, we're going to be doing a... Uh, well, we've always done a top 25 in California, but we're going to be expanding the algorithm to that. So very excited about what's coming up. And speaking of what's coming up, very excited to... Uh, tell you that in just a little bit. We're going to talk with uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame and College Football Hall of Famer, Mean Joe Green. Yes, the guy, the heart and soul up front of that steel curtain, the four championships for the Steelers back in the 70s. He's written a book called Built by Football. And uh, Mean Joe Green is going to join us uh, writing a book with John Finkel. It's a real good read. We wrote, uh, wrote a review for it um, about a month ago now. Go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. You can read the review. It's a very easy read. Some great inside look, uh, inside looks, I should say, at uh, Joe's career at all three levels. Uh, the, the high school level when he was at Dunbar High School in, in Temple, Texas, right up through uh, North Texas. And then, of course, his time with the Steelers. You'll uh, get a, a great take on... Uh, his love of um, Chuck Knoll, the, uh, the Hall of Fame coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and what Chuck did for Joe's career. Uh, Joe was mean, and you'll hear that coming up in the interview just in just a little bit. Uh, temper out of control a little bit. He was bullied, and then he turned into a bully. So it's a real interesting interview coming up with Mean Joe Green in just a little bit. And speaking of uh, books, the uh, book that I'm writing that will come out in 2018 about Texas football, high school football, is coming together really very, very well over the last couple of weeks. 
We've done interviews with, uh, we've done them with Raymond Berry, the Hall of Fame receiver for the Baltimore Colts, uh, and that was teamed up with uh, Gene Stallings, who uh, both of them, they went to Paris High School in Texas, a little tiny town that has two guys that went on to some pretty good careers, uh, Gene Stallings uh, in the College Football Hall of Fame, and uh, we had a little bit of a snippet from uh, Coach Berry. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago on the show. It was that last week? I can't remember. I think it was last week we had uh, the snippet from Coach Barry. Uh, I talked to Ken Houston uh, last week. Uh, what a great uh, insight into his time there in, in Lufkin, Texas, and uh, lightly recruited out of high school and ends up in the uh, the uh, College Football Hall of Fame and uh, had a neat chat also. We're uh, working on getting Andy Dalton into the book. And what the book is, it's called uh, My Texas High School Football Memories, and it's uh, by Skyhorse Publishing. And we're going to be doing a chapter on each and every player uh, that we interview about their time in Texas football, high school football. I mean, it should be a great insight. Uh, Ken Houston uh, tells a great story as to why he uh, went from uh, being in the band uh, to start his high school career to uh, then flipping into the football program when he was a sophomore. You're going to have to wait for that story, though, when the book comes out in 2018. It's uh, called uh, My Texas High School Football Memories. That's the working title, but I think that's the one we're going to stick with, so very excited about that. But when I was talking to uh, Ken Houston, he did tell a really wonderful story that I thought encapsulated the game of football. And he talks about uh, when he was uh, uh, at the end of his career and an injury that ended his career. Uh, Ken talks about uh, you know his place in the game and the game's place in, uh, in history. And I thought you'd like to hear that little snippet uh, from our interview with Ken Houston for our upcoming Texas High School football book. Here it is. Let me give you my advice on athletics. And it took me, in my 13th year, I played 190-some games, I think, and uh, never missed a game. And we played the uh, the Giants in New York, and I broke my arm. And you know how it is when a player gets hurt, the whole stadium gets quiet. quiet. Mm-hmm. And so they came on the field, and, they, and I'm thinking, I said, I'll be ready in a few minutes. And he looked, and he felt my arm. He said, no, he said, I think you got a break here. So this is it. And so I was going to the field, and I stood on the sideline for about, I guess, 10 or 15 seconds for you to go to the locker room. And so as I was going through the locker room, everything got loud. The fans started cheering, and the game was right back on. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me that the game has never missed a play. <laughs> it has missed players, but it's never missed a play. So you just have a... Real finite part into what the sport is itself, and you have to understand that they're gonna play. I don't care if you can be Tom Brady, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> or whoever. I mean, that game they're gonna stop that game, and you can be you can have a broken arm like me, or you can be dead. Mm-hmm. They're gonna leave that clock off until you get out of there, and then they're gonna start it back. So the game is what it is. It's not the player; it's the game. So you have to just understand the little part you got, the little time you got in it, and and then you can you can kind of put yourself in place, you know, because it's going in. That's for sure. You know, mm-hmm. the game will end. I, I I look at all the coaches that I played for George Allen. Uh, I didn't play for Vince uh, Lombardi, but I played against both of them, him and Tom Landry, and they were all fired before they made the Hall of Fame. Boy, is that not the uh, the best uh, encapsulation of the game of football? Uh, that's Ken Houston, the Hall of Fame 
Uh, cornerback for the Washington Redskins, also uh, played with the Houston Oilers at the beginning of his career and just really uh, put it succinctly there. Uh, you know, it's all about the game, not the players. You, as a player, just have a little bit of time and space in there and uh, just really enjoyed my chat with him and really enjoying the book as we uh, go through this year and start talking to all the all-time great players. They're not necessarily all in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we just have people that have uh, some great roots in the uh, in the game of Texas high school football, and again, the uh, the book is tentatively titled uh, "My High School, My Texas High School Football Memories." It will be coming out in 2018. Uh, we'll be writing it for Skyhorse Publishing. Uh, once that's done, we're going to go on to some other states. But very, very excited to uh, to bring this book to uh, Texas high school football first. Uh, obviously, uh, the center of the universe, kind of the epicenter, if you will, when it comes to uh, high school football. And just appreciate uh, all of these uh, fine people that I've talked to. And don't forget, coming up in just a little bit, another fine Texas high school football player is going to join us as Mean Joe Green. Uh, Built by Football is the name of the book. And we're going to talk to Joe about that book that he wrote with John Finkel coming up. You can get it on Amazon. You can find a link right to the book by going to our review. Uh, Go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. And just uh, Google Joe Green, and you'll see that it'll come up. Uh, mean Joe Green writing a book, uh, Built by Football. It is a very, very well-done book, and he'll be coming up in a second after we bring in all of our partners here. Uh, two great companies that give you a competitive edge as a coach, Echo 1612. The innovators bringing instant replay to high school sidelines eight seconds after the play ends. I've seen this on so many sidelines of championship teams. Chad Cargill, the, uh, the inventor and the founder of the company, in Oklahoma. What a great guy. Uh, So it's coaches making technology for coaches. Uh, Make tomorrow's adjustments today. That's what they like to say. Show, I I like to say it's show and tell. Kids these days, you need to show them. Did they miss the block? Did they run the wrong route? Whatever it is, you can get it right after the play ends, eight seconds after it ends. There are some imitators out there. You know, Huddles tried to come in and and, and do its sideline system. Nobody, nobody, nobody beats Echo 1612. You can get to all of our partners by going to the banner ads and clicking on the banner ads at highschoolfootballamerica.com. The other competitive edge is those insights from Crossover with a K, Crossover with a K, dot com forward slash football. They will break down your game film for you, coaches, in a great, concise way. You will be able to use their interactive insights to see everything down in distance. I, I, we've done microclinics, as we've said, in Texas. And if you want to learn more about Crossover, go back um, about two or three shows in our archives at High School Football America. Uh, look for uh, Pat Blizniak, known as Bliz. He's the head of sales in Texas, and we went there and did some uh, great micro clinics with uh, Johnny Ringo and Mark Ball and Jason Strunk and show these Texas high school football coaches how they can really get to the job of coaching because crossover will break down your game film for you right after that game Friday night. And by the time you get back into the office on Saturday, there it is. You don't have all that grunt work of, you know, uh, tagging and all that. It's just a pain in the butt. They will send uh, save you a lot of time and energy and let uh, your coaches get to what they do best, which is coach. Also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2017, USA Today and High School Football America teaming up to give you great coverage from around the country and specifically from Southern California, you can check them out 
at usatodayhss.com. Also brought to you by ScoreStream. When we're in season and you're getting all those scores from each state and our top rankings, uh, the t- national rankings, they come from ScoreStream as uh, they do a great job of getting you real-time scores. More importantly, they give you some fun when you're at the game. Download the app at uh, the iTunes Store or at Google Play and you'll be able to score along. Uh, let everybody around the nation know how your team's doing. Put up videos and put up photos Check them out at scorestream.com. And also brought to you tonight by the fine folks at Southern Sport. As uh, coming up in just a little bit, Joe Green's interview, you're going to hear him uh, talk about uh, you know how he uh, really wanted to be a running back. And he said one of his uh, favorite uh, players back in the day was uh, James James Brown. But he also said another one was, uh, and he called him Spats, Spats Lenny Moore. And uh, that's what Southern Sport makes, the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. It's the modern-day Spat. It gives you the great great look of spatting without the high cost of tape and it keeps those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes you can get a discount on your order over 20 colors you can get your logos on these these things are fine i mean i i hate those rubber pellets in my feet uh, on my feet in my shoes uh, when i'm on the sidelines there working a game and players uh, some of these turfs are a little old so um <laughs> it's like rocks in your shoes so check them out with the code hsfa you get a discount on your order at tdi razor with a U, TDI Razor, R-A-Z-U-R dot com. Make sure you check out all of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to have a, a nice chat with Joe Green. Just wrote a book with John Finkel, built by football. Mean Joe Green, when we come back, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. Advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today teaming up for great national high school football coverage and coverage from around the country. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, we uh, talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show and finally have uh, the man himself who penned the book on with uh, John Finkel. Mean Joe Green has written a book, uh, Built by Football. It's available on Amazon. It's a, it's a great read. Uh, we have a review of the book on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. But uh, as a kid that grew up in Pennsylvania in the, in the 70s, uh, our Eagles weren't very good. I was joking to Joe before we uh, hit the tape here and uh, became a big Steelers fan when uh, Joe and the rest of the gang uh, came on board. The Steel Curtain was uh, part of the vernacular back in eastern Pennsylvania, even though it was western Pennsylvania getting all the Super Bowl rings. And Joe's on the line right now to talk about his book, Built by Football. It's a good one. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure. I'm 
Glad to talk about it. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And, you know, I, I think you mentioned this in the book. Obviously, there's been so many things written about the Steelers in the 70s and all the Super Bowls. Uh, but but you're giving it a little different spin, uh, something out of your own, uh, you know, out of your own fingers, so to speak, or mouth, however you did the, uh, the book itself. But uh, tell me why you decided to do the book now. Well, um, the opportunity was presented to me uh, by... Uh, by John Finkel, and uh, you know, he told me about uh, you know high school football in America, and um, uh, he he was working with the College Football Hall of Fame, and uh, said that the you know the book would uh, hopefully be reaching uh, you know some young people and, and coaches that high school coaches that uh, uh, dealt a, a great deal with uh, with our young kids and. Um, I started thinking about it and I said, well, you know, uh, uh, my road, uh, through high school and college and, and the NFL was probably much like, uh, many of the guys that come through and that, um, we don't know anything about them until they start playing on, on Saturdays and Sundays mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, the things that we see on, on the weekends of these players is just uh, a window. <laughs> There's a whole lot behind uh, these these uh, young people that participate. And, you know, I uh, I was just a normal kid, I think, growing up. And so often you, 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 you get this image of, of football players being uh, rough and tough and you know, probably don't think about anything other than themselves. And um, I guess I had an opportunity to share, you know, a little bit of my life through football all the way up. It's, it's not, uh, it's kind of different. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, uh, I was, I always been large, but I never considered myself the macho man, you know. <laughs> I wasn't, I wouldn't tell anyone I loved the contact. I loved the hit. That's, <laughs> That's a fallacy. And anybody that says it, I think they're just not telling you the truth. So, you know, some of those things I wanted to share. Yeah, and it's a great book, uh, listeners out there. Uh, Built by Football, Mean Joe Green. I uh, grew up in uh, Temple, Texas. We're going to talk about that and, and some other things. But, you know, writing a book uh, about your life and going back, way back when, uh, had to be a little cathartic. I mean, uh, were there some things that uh, you were almost shocked that you forgot about and then you remembered and put in the book? I mean, what were some of the, the surprises that you found about yourself in writing the book with John? Well, uh, after I started thinking about it, I, there were a lot of times, uh, as I st- stated, that I, uh, I was hiding and running home from school, trying to, uh, trying to escape the, the people that were, I felt that was dangerous to me. They wanted to get a piece of my hide, you know, so mm. I spent a lot of time running. And I was quite surprised at some of those, some of the events that, you know, that, that I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you, and you bring out in the book that you, uh, mentioning what you're saying there, you, you really were bullied as a teenager. Um, and, and then that kind of spilled out onto the football field with your temper and all that. And uh, is that all part of the, the Mean Joe part of Mean Joe Green? But, but how did that all transform? I thought that was a very interesting part of the book that you, as you said, as a big man, were, were bullied and trying to keep away from these guys that uh, wanted to do you harm, so to speak. 
Well, uh, after I, I caught a, a bit of a transformation, uh, quite accidentally, um, that I, uh, the guy that had been bullying, bullying me for, for a good little while. Um, we, and we were, uh, we were pals, you know, but, uh, uh, he did one thing that was unforgivable and I, uh, I attacked him, and I, for whatever reason, I overcame being afraid and and to stand up for myself, and and I think that that also was uh, a big transformation in terms of how I uh, I played football. Um, I I think I went from being uh, large and timid into into being uh, uh, large and very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I learned how to play. And um, until I got into situations where I found out that that wasn't the, really the way that you were supposed to play football. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, Coach Chuck Knoll, the head man at the Steelers, made that. But before we get into the pro ranks, I just want one other question. You do give credit in the book to your uh, your high school coach, uh, there at Dunbar, um, uh, Lester Moore, uh, saying uh, he, he talked to you about a lot of things, but there were certain things that stuck out in your mind. What what did your high school coach deliver to you at that time that maybe maybe wasn't making sense, but now is a a guy that's a member of the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You go, boy, uh, Coach Moore knew a thing or two. Well, from from the old school, uh, he he talked about the physicality of the game. How do you have to be physical? Um, and he talked about aggressiveness, uh, and one of his old fashioned statements was about, uh, he says that it's not the size of the dog, but it's the size of the fight in the dog. And that, that meant that, uh, anybody could play football and it didn't matter what size you were as long as you had the attitude and, and the hustle and the effort. That's the way I, I, I uh, evaluated it later on. That it was about the energy that you put forth in doing what you were doing. And um, I think that I, I believe that over time, I, I, you know, the effort and energy that I put into playing was, um, was brought about by anger. And... The anger wasn't the thing that was supposed to to propel me. It was the 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 competition, and and and, and through my time of playing the playing the game through high school, college, and pro, I learned that it was it was about uh, teammates and competition and and showing up each and every time you had to play, and that you had to prepare to to be your very very best. Uh, uh, not not just on game day, but during the week and 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 and, and through uh, the off season, everything went into that one day, and it just didn't start that one day. 
it, so, yep, it was a profession from uh, from the high school days to you're a professional. You have to be part of all that. Uh, mean Joe Green is on the line tonight on High School Football America, built by football. The great book that he wrote it just came out in April. It's available uh, on Amazon, uh, written with uh, John Finkel. It's just a great inside look at the man uh, at the heart there in the trenches of the the steel curtain. And I think one of the the, the, the most poignant parts of the book is is your discussion about how uh, Chuck Knoll uh, helped you uh, make that transformation from that guy with a lot of anger who was yelling at officials and, and kind of out of control at times as you write it to the, the, the man that could uh, lead a team to four Super Bowls and then get to the Hall of Fame. Um, is there any way for you to describe uh, your relationship with Chuck and, and what he meant for you, not only as a, as a professional football player, but as a man? Well, um, as a man and as a coach and as a leader, um, Chuck exemplified what that meant to me. Um, I saw it so many times when, when doing that one in 13 season and the seasons that followed, um, how he stayed the course. Uh, when times that he was saying things that you couldn't see any light in it, that, uh, you know, you do certain things and this is going to help you be in a position to win. And we never saw those things because we never put ourselves in a position to win. And it, uh, it, it, it was very difficult to see some truth in what he was saying. But eventually when we did win, more than we lost, you started to see evidence of, of what he had been trying to coach. And through that, there were some believers start to develop in the locker room. And then we got enough leaders and believers in the locker room to overcome the doubters. And that's, uh, I think that's when we started to win. And, and I start to believe in all of that. And I never saw anything in, in Chuck's behavior that that belied what he was telling us. Not, not one thing. <laughs> um, and I just, uh, I just uh, thought he was just a special, special person. You know, he... Um, <laughs> he would say things like, uh, you know, the press... They have a, a, a job to do. Their job is different than ours, but nevertheless, they have a job to do, and you have to respect them for that job. You don't have to do the work for them, but you do have to respect that person in, what the, in the work that they do. Um, he told me about the officials when I was acting, you know, very unruly towards towards those guys, and you know, he just said. Uh, Joe, you know, these officials are human. You know, they have families and they have people that love them. And I'm sure that they don't like the way that you talk to them. And, <laughs> you know, and I uh, I thought about it as I was walking away. And uh, it did it did settle in that, uh, you know, I was, I was being abusive and uh and, and you know i guess he's a smart man he knew 
he knew what buttons to push for me because he <laughs> basically knew that um, uh, all the tirades that I went through, they weren't of the selfish nature that it was all about me. It was the way I knew, the only way I knew how to compete and to compete and be a team player. And and some of those things weren't being a team player, although I thought they were. Mm-hmm. So um, he was able to tap into that, and and it, it never was argumentative. <laughs> it never got to that point. It just he uh, he approached in a way that uh, I guess like a like I would say like a father would to a son. You know, uh-huh. um, it comes through in the book and. and yeah, and a good man. He's, he's, just, he's just a good man. Um, I never saw anything, any behavior in Chuck, Coach No, that that strayed away from anything that he was trying to teach us. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not one thing. Now, your love of the man comes through definitely in the book. It's called Built by Football, Joe Green on the line. You can buy the book on Amazon, written with John Finkel. Uh, wrapping things up here, Joe, but a couple of other things come to mind. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but then you went into coaching yourself. Uh, did, did you ever find yourself going, wow, that's, I'm acting a little bit like Coach Knoll. Did you, did you have some of what he taught you come out when you became a coach? Well, uh, yes, oftentimes, uh, you know, when when things weren't going going my way or going our way and things that you you thought you were coaching that came out quite differently uh, in, in their execution of what I was teaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was... That tends to get you know get get you angry, <laughs> and that's and that's when I I realized that you know those are the moments that you can probably achieve the best results in your teaching by being calm and and seeing exactly what the person that you're supposed to be teaching what are they really reacting to what are they seeing what are they telling you. I mean, you have to listen to what they're what they're saying to you. And you have to have to watch their reactions to those things because that's. I don't think any of those things were were contrarian. It was just uh, a natural reaction under pressure, under under intense pressure when you're out there trying to win a ball game. And uh, so those are those. I found out that those are some of the best teaching moments. Mm-hmm. And, and, and football's changed so much since your time there in Temple, Texas at, at Dunbar and all the things you accomplish. Young men now are getting recruited in, you know, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, as crazy as that is. But uh, I'm sure you get the opportunity to yeah, talk to crazy. <laughs> it's, well, crazy nuts. And there's probably some other words. But uh, what's the advice you would give a, a young man who's got some talent or maybe doesn't have talent, but has a good work ethic, uh, kind of like you were, where you, you worked hard and all that? Any advice you give the, the, the young high school football players out there listening to the show right now on ha- how to how to channel themselves and get themselves maybe to the level they want to like you know playing on Sundays that uh, what you're doing is real uh, uh, playing uh, football playing any sport preparing yourself mentally and physically to play but taking uh, coaching 
paying attention to what is being said and watching those people that uh, that are playing your position. Watch the other guys that are being coached. Um, I found that over time that uh, watching other players was a great assistant in listening to your coach and watching your coach. I used to watch, uh, growing up, I used to watch Deacon Jones, uh, Bob Lilly, uh, a lot of defensive linemen. I started off watching run, running backs because I wanted to be a running back. <laughs> I got too big. But, uh, um, but watching your position being played by other players, listening to what your coaches are saying, watching games, but you learn a lot doing all of those things. And don't be afraid or embarrassed to ask questions if you're not sure what's going on. And do your very, very best at, at all times. Um, it, it, the rep, they talk, we talk about reps. That's one opportunity at a time. And you get your reps through uh, actually doing it, mental reps by watching someone else do it, whether it's live or on tape. And you listen, and you ask questions, and don't be afraid to do that, and lose that lose that macho image of of um, being the toughest guy out there. That's that's what's fake. <laughs> Pretty darn good, good advice. Not very good advice from Joe Green, who has written a wonderful book. It's called Built by Football. Wrote it with John Finkel. Uh, he's a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the College Football Hall of Fame. And the last question before I let you go here: When you give yourself a moment to maybe uh, sit back and enjoy what you've accomplished uh, from those days there in Temple, uh, where does your mind drift to from from uh, those uh, the football field there at Dunbar to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Is there anything that just absolutely stands out and you go, wow, <laughs> what a ride. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, um, you think about, uh, you know, early on when I first started playing and when I, when I, I was playing fullback and, and I never got out of the backfield that helped me move to uh, to uh, the defensive line and the offensive line. Um, when they moved me from defensive line to linebacker, which helped me uh, see more of the football and helped me with my diagnosis and helped me with my running ability to go to the ball. Um, North Texas, when... I had an outstanding defensive line coach that that put us through drills and drills and drills, and uh, uh, and, and and the pros. Uh, what we were doing didn't change a whole lot, other than attention to the details of what you were doing. The technique mm-hmm. That's something that Coach Nolan always talked about. Technique is going to let you get to where you need to get to, and when you're in in the heat of battle, if you've learned your technique well, it's not going to depart from you. It's just going to do it better. 
to all of those things. And I was just so thankful that uh, I had an opportunity to to be coached and to learn it uh, and, and, and actually gain enough maturity to understand that I didn't have all the answers. <laughs> now, that's called maturity, and what that a, wasn't that wasn't early. Henceforth, <laughs> <That wasn't> <laughs> Mean Joe Green, and he spent a, a nice amount of time with us here. You should go buy the book. Built by Football is wonderful. It takes you inside some things that I hadn't heard, and I've seen a lot of the Steelers stuff from back in the day, the Steel Curtain, and all the Super Bowl championships. Joe does a great job, and uh, just really thank you for coming on the line and uh, talking to us. And uh, congratulations! And, and again, as I said before, we started rolling the tape here. It's uh, an honor for me. Uh, as a young boy growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, to actually have one of those guys that I idolize. So thank you for joining us, and, and good luck with the book, Joe. Thank you so much, and it's a pleasure talking with you. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Boy, does that bring back some memories. Mean Joe Green, Built by Football, a wonderful book, easy read, 165 pages, takes you from uh, Temple, Texas, right into the uh, the Super Bowl locker room of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers back in the uh, 70s. Really enjoyed uh, my chat with Joe. We uh, extended it a little bit uh, off uh, off the air, and he was just telling his story of how he, he really wanted to be a running back, and uh, he wanted to be, you know, good old Jim Brown or... Uh, uh, you know, he wanted to be, uh, uh, you know, someone like a, a Gale Sayers and uh, just just never just never made it. And uh, lucky for all the Steeler fans that uh, he found his niche uh, after getting uh, too big to be a linebacker as uh, the guy up front there in the steel curtain. So really enjoyed it. Go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Uh, we'll also tweet it out, the book review. Uh, great read. And you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, thanks to uh, John Finkel, who wrote the book with uh, Joe for uh, helping us set up that interview. Uh, it was a lot of fun, that's for sure. Hey, as we uh, wrap up here, a little business to do. Uh, remember, when we're not on the air, you can follow us on Twitter at Jeff Fisher Media. That's what it is now. It used to be HSFB America, but uh, working on getting the official uh, blue check on Twitter. So it's uh, at Jeff Fisher Media. Also on Facebook at Facebook.com com forward slash high school football America and we've got our stadium project added a couple of new stadiums to it this week uh, you can follow that on Instagram and our handle on Instagram is high school football America uh, want to remind everyone that uh, yeah we're almost at the end of uh, May yeah I mean Memorial Day is around the corner next week but we've got about 300 uh, Active openings, coaching openings on our coaches' job board at highschoolfootballamerica.com. We have two boards right now. The one in the navigation tab takes you to all the uh, high school football uh, jobs that are out there right now. And then we started uh, started this last year, but now it's up and running full-fledged. We've got coachesjobboard.com, which has uh, openings for every sport, um, not just football. But if you're a, a wrestling coach, a baseball coach, basketball, soccer, cross-country, doesn't matter. We've got a lot of openings up there. I think right now we're above 250 uh, job openings at coachesjobboard.com. I want to thank uh, Joe Green again for joining us on the show tonight. Again, uh, you're going to see the uh, link tweeted out. You can get the uh, book on Amazon. It's a great read. Mean Joe Green and 
We want to also thank uh, Ken Houston for that little snippet. Again, uh, I'm writing a book for uh, Texas High School Football that will be published in 2018 by Skyhorse Publishing. Uh, Ken Houston, the uh, the Hall of Famer from Lufkin, uh, just uh, did a wonderful job of encapsulating what the game of football is about and uh, the, the role players have in the uh, wonderful game of football that uh, so many Americans love. And uh, yeah, we, we've had some problems here lately, but uh, this, this game's not going away. It's a beautiful game that's helped a lot of uh, young men uh, you know, go on to some great things. So we want to thank Ken Houston and encourage everyone to uh, look forward uh, to the uh, publishing of this book. I, I don't think there's anything that's ever been di- done like this um, at, uh, in, in Texas. Uh, obviously, there's some great publications there like Dave Campbell's um, you know, Texas football, but, uh, the, and that's the Bible, of course. But uh, we think this book, uh, My Texas High School Football Memories, which is the tentative working title, will be something that you're going to want to buy next year. I want to thank all of our partners on the show. Uh, Echo 1612, get your instant replay uh, ready and, and ready to go. Help yourself win the championship with that competitive edge of uh, getting uh, that uh, at the start of the season and learning how to use it. And uh, the guys at Echo do a wonderful job of getting you up to speed. Make tomorrow's adjustments today by getting Echo 1612. Echo1612.com is where you go or all of our sponsors can be reached by going to our uh, website at highschoolfootballamerica.com and clicking on the banner ad. Also brought to you by Crossover with a K. Break down your game film. They break down their game, your game film, and you, all you have to do is coach. You still have to go in and look at it, but it's all broken out nice and neatly. You want to know if what you do from the right hash, uh, third and long, or you know what do you do in the red zone? You know, what are your opponents doing in the red zone? And it's a great self-scout tool as well. Check them out at crossover.com forward slash football for a five-minute free demo. Also brought to you by USA Today. Check them out at USA Today High School Sports, which is usatodayhss.com. Get those great spats from the debris inhibitor from the good folks at Southern Sport. They will uh, also give you the great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Use the special code HSFA when you go to TDI Razor, Razor with a U, TDI Razor, R-A-Z-U-R, dot com. And uh, you, if you use that code, you'll get a discount on your order. And also brought to you tonight by the good folks at ScoreStream. Download the app at Google Play or in the iTunes store. Uh, That's going to do it for us for this week. We're going to take next week off. Uh, It's the uh, holiday weekend. When we come back in a couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, talking with uh, uh, a representative of the Miami Dolphins as they uh, go through their OTAs, and they're having a bunch of uh, Southern Florida high school football teams check out their uh, practices, which should be pretty cool. So we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Until we talk to you in a couple of weeks, have a great Memorial Day holiday weekend. Stick with us on Twitter at Jeff Fisher Media, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America.